Hello, and thank you for joining LTC DON Chat, a podcast brought to you by the American Association of Directors of Nursing Services, AADNS. I'm your host, Amy Stewart. I'm the Vice President of Education and Certification Strategy for APACN, and I'm here today with Dr. Leslie Eber to discuss the COVID-19 vaccines. Dr. Eber is board certified in internal medicine and is a certified medical director. She divides her time between clinical practice, medical directorship, and research. She is the chair of the Colorado Dementia Partnership and is on the National Board of AMDA, the Society for Post-Acute and Long-Term Care Medicine. Dr. Eber is the current president of the Colorado Medical Directors Association. Welcome, Dr. Eber. We are pleased to have you with us today. Thank you so much for inviting me. You know, I'd like to get started and dive right in. I want to hear what you have to say about how we can, you know, what can we do and how can we educate our staff about the COVID vaccine? I'm hearing a lot of people are concerned about it. And what what do you say to help us in long-term care educate our staff? Do you have any advice on that? Yes, thank you so much for asking that. I think that is so imperative at this time. And promoting vaccine confidence is just really a wonderful opportunity in our post-acute and long-term care facilities. And actually, nurses are the most trusted voice that people want to hear from. And so it's a great opportunity. And so what I like to let people know is how to frame the conversation. And there are a couple of tips that can be helpful. The first thing I usually do is remind people that, you know, this is what we've been waiting for. This is the way to save our own lives and the lives of everyone we care about, our families, our residents, our co-workers, and sometimes that can get lost in the conversation. I also remind people that in post-acute and long-term care, for the first time in the history of America, post-acute and long-term care staff are number one. We're the first to get this opportunity after everyone else has gone through the trials. And we've risked our lives to save our patients, sometimes with not enough PPE, and now we get saved first, and that's right. I also encourage people to meet the person that you're talking to where they are. Listen and respond compassionately. You know, the COVID-19 pandemic has been such a devastating and anxiety-producing experience that we have to kind of understand that people are nervous about all these things, and that's understandable. Answer questions with respect and honesty. And then a few other tips that I like to remind people is try to find some common ground. What you hope to achieve and what matters to the person you're talking to and their values That's a great strategy for talking about the COVID-19 vaccine. And also understand that people in different communities have different relationships with vaccination, and understanding that perspective can be really, really helpful. My final tip is that evoking the right emotions can be incredibly helpful. We know that fear immobilizes people and shame is ineffective. So presenting the COVID-19 vaccine as an incredible opportunity and a chance to do something for not only our facility and our family, but our community. 
You know, that's great. Those are great tips. And I'm with you. When I heard that nursing homes were moving to the front of the line, I stopped and said, you know, this is a great day for us. We are finally getting recognized that, you know, we are serving the vulnerable population. And I'm just so thrilled that, you know, we are getting to be first. And I know that, like you said, this is the day we've been waiting for. And so I think those tips for helping to educate staff are really important. You know, it's interesting because I anticipated that staff would be somewhat reluctant, but I'm hearing from nurses that they're really concerned about the safety of the vaccine. And, you know, again, nurses being the most trusted profession, it's really important that we tell the public good information, valid, accurate information about the vaccine. So when somebody says, you know, I'm really afraid that the vaccine isn't safe because it was created too quickly, you know, what do you say to staff who respond that way? You know, that's the most common question that I get as well. And then what I try to do is start off with explaining that for the FDA and the United States for vaccines, safety is number one, even above regular medicines, because medicines we're using to treat a disease. And so you have to do the risk benefits of the disease versus the risk benefits of the medicine. But vaccines are different. We're giving them to majority of healthy people. So we've always had a higher standards for safety for our vaccines. And then when I'm talking about safety, I remind people that we've actually had a bunch of new vaccines in the past decade, from meningitis vaccine to the human papilloma vaccine and the shingles vaccines. And we really know that all serious side effects really happen within six weeks of getting the shot in your arm. And so when the FDA was looking at the COVID-19 vaccine, they actually elevated that standard to eight weeks. They asked eight weeks of safety data after the second shot. They also asked for a minimum of 3,000 participants in a trial for a vaccine. So for the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine trial, there were 44,000 people who participated. In the Moderna trial, 30,000 people, well over the 3,000 minimum. And they all gave in eight weeks of safety data after the second shot. So the amount of safety data that we have to ensure the COVID-19 vaccines are safe is astronomical. It's really unprecedented. And so that makes me feel better. (laughs) And to know those facts, is helpful, I think, for everyone. We also have two advisory boards that are looking at this data. So it's not just the FDA that's giving an emergency use authorization. We have the advisory board to the CDC, the ASAP, and then the advisory board to the FDA. They're called the Burback. And these are independent scientists that are not part of the government who have their own statisticians and they independently review the safety data. So I have three separate entities that are telling me that the COVID-19 vaccine is safe. People, you know, often ask me about the emergency use authorization and what that's all about. And what I let them know is emergency use authorization is only utilized when we are in a public health crisis, which indeed we are. But when they use the emergency use authorization, no steps are skipped in evaluating the vaccine and no standards are lowered. And so 
that is also reassuring, I think, to folks. That's really reassuring. You know, listening to the extra steps that are being taken to ensure the safety. I mean, I guess I tell people trust the science and there's lots of science out there. And the science does indeed show that this is, you know, something we need to do. You know, getting back to a little bit about safety, you know, I have people who tell me that they're very afraid about the side effects. And in fact, I don't think a day goes by where I don't see something on the news about side effects or reactions. And even yesterday, a friend of mine said, you know, I'm very concerned that I'm going to have some significant reaction to this. So can you talk with us a little bit about what are some of the known side effects and, you know, just share with us your thoughts on that? Sure, sure. So the good news is there were no severe side effects within the trials for the Pfizer or Moderna COVID-19 vaccines. So that's always reassuring. But there were those short-term side effects that we get with most vaccines. So I usually get them with the flu. And they're similar here with the COVID-19 vaccines. That would include headache, muscle pains, fatigue, fevers, pain or soreness at the ejection site. And these side effects often last for one to two days, sometimes three days, but not very often. And so these are those short-term side effects. And what these side effects really show us, and this is what I actually think every time I get the flu shot, is that our body is responding appropriately and making antibodies and immunity to protect us for this vaccine against COVID-19 virus. So every time I get the flu shot and I get these side effects, I always think to myself, my body is amazing. Uh, My body is doing exactly what I want it to do. It's making those antibodies and I'll be protected from the flu. And so if you get these side effects from the COVID-19 vaccine, it's really not concerning. It's a great sign. It's a sign that your body's doing exactly what you want it to. And, you know, these COVID-19 vaccines, the Pfizer and Moderna are very effective. And so the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine is 95% effective, which is, you know, out of the ballpark. And then the Moderna vaccine is also unbelievably effective, 94.1% effective. These are infection levels that we usually don't see. And so we are expecting that many people will have these short-term side effects that they will have soreness in their arm and this fatigue and possibly a fever. And they will be more pronounced for the second shot than the first. But again, it's a good sign. That's great information. Thank you. Yeah, And I heard this morning I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how the vaccine is really going to be helpful in, you know, the severe illness you know, even those future ones that are coming that maybe have less effectiveness still are important to helping us because it's going to address the severity of illness, if you will. Another thing that keeps coming up and we keep hearing about is people thinking that once they get the vaccine, they can stop wearing masks and social distancing immediately. And, you know, we know that that's not true, but what are you telling your patients about this piece? Sure, sure. This is such an important piece. I do want to just add one more thing for the side effects. 
you know, we have heard about these anaphylactic reactions too in England and possibly too here in the United States. And I just wanted to review that information as well first. Hope that's okay. I just wanted to let people know that if you have allergies to foods or seasonal allergies or allergies to oral medications, you're okay. You're okay to get the COVID-19 vaccine, either the Pfizer or the Moderna. You don't have to worry. If you've had an anaphylactic reaction to an injectable medication or a vaccine, we want you to talk to your provider and if you're getting your vaccine in your facility, make sure they're aware. It's not an absolute contraindication that you can't get the COVID-19 vaccine, but I do think it deserves a discussion and to make sure that they have an EpiPen, if that were to be needed, where you're getting your vaccine. And so always want to clarify, because I think people are a little bit nervous if they have an allergy to the medication, maybe I shouldn't get the vaccine, but I have an allergy to penicillin and I'm going to get the COVID-19 vaccine and I know it's safe for me to do that. When we talk to people about masks, which is, you know, the most popular question because everybody is so interested in taking your masks off. I mean, I cannot imagine what that will feel like. I'm excited for it too. But this is the information that I always share with people. So the day you get your first dose of your COVID-19 vaccine, because there are two doses and the Pfizer is three weeks apart and the Moderna is four weeks apart. So when you get that first dose and even a day or two afterwards, you have no more protection really than two days before you got that COVID-19 vaccine shot. And so between the first dose and the second dose, it's really important to continue wearing your mask, doing social distancing, and making sure you're doing good hand hygiene. And so because you actually do have a risk between the first shot and the second shot, to getting a COVID-19 infection and even ending up in the hospital. And so we really want to encourage everybody to make sure that they don't take any risk between the first shot and the second shot. Protection is usually solidified about one to two weeks after the second shot. And people say, so then can I take off my mask then? I mean, surely it should be okay. But we really want to encourage everybody, especially the folks who are in the 1A who have gotten their COVID-19 vaccine early. We want to make sure that they continue to wear their masks. We are just discovering, and the data is coming out fairly quickly. We want to make sure that not only will it prevent COVID-19 disease, which we know it does, and it's incredibly effective, 95%, amazing. But we want to make sure that if you were to get COVID-19 virus in your nose and sneeze or something without a mask, that if you do that in a room with someone who hasn't gotten their vaccine, we want to make sure that your transmission is also diminished. And so that's why until we get that information, we're going to ask you to wear your mask until we get closer to herd immunity and we understand more of the data which is coming out quickly. So Moderna just published some data that not only does it prevent severe disease from COVID-19, not only does it prevent you from getting sick from COVID-19, but now we are seeing that it also decreases asymptomatic infection. So we think that these vaccines are going to be effective against transmission, but we need some more time. So we're going to wear our masks until we know for sure. 
That's great. I appreciate that information. Very helpful. And I think our listeners are really going to be able to use this information to help them educate staff properly. My final question to you, and I get this question a lot. People ask me, are you going to get vaccinated? Probably once a day, somebody asks me, are you going to get vaccinated? And my answer is, yes, I'm going to get vaccinated. And I try to keep it on the light side and say, I'm going to get vaccinated because I want to do my part to protect others, but I also want to hug again. So what do you say when people ask you about getting vaccinated? Yeah, thank you for asking that question. I think it's an important question to ask. And I think this is the part of our conversation with anyone that is really an authentic and and real part of our conversation because it's personal. So I often share my personal vaccine story. I am going to get vaccinated. And what I am so excited about in terms of my COVID-19 vaccination is two weeks after my second shot to be able to walk into my home and know that I am no longer a danger to my family, to my children, uh, to my parents who are elderly. That to me is incredibly motivating. It's also such a wonderful feeling that I'm looking forward to, to be able to care for my residents and to be able to work with my colleagues and know, again, that I'm not putting them at risk because of me and if I could possibly have COVID-19. And so that's my motivation. Also, I'm really invested in my community, my local community and my medical community. And I want to be part of the solution of making my community safer. And I've seen folks get sick from COVID-19. And so for me, getting the COVID-19 vaccine is my act of hope. That's terrific. This has been a wonderful podcast. You've provided so many great tips for our listeners. We really appreciate the time that you took today to spend with us. Thank you so much for having me. This was such a pleasure. Absolutely. Listeners, thank you for joining us today. For more resources and tools for nurse leaders, please visit our website at www.aadns-ltc.org. For more updates on regulation requirements and changes, you can also follow me on Twitter at at Amy S underscore AADNS and subscribe to our LTCDON chat podcast. Registration for the APACAN 2021 conference, a virtual education and networking event, is now open. This highly engaging and interactive conference will take place April 14th and 15th and April 21st and 22nd, 2021. Learn more at apacan.org slash apacan-conference.